Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Nikki Rich Show. I'm your host, Miss Nikki Rich. We're broadcasting live out of sunny California. Hey, everybody. And we're not only live on the radio, but we're live on Facebook right now. So shout out to everybody that's tuned in. I'm so excited, and I know you guys are too. And I want to tell you guys, we have amazing things happening with the Nikki Rich Show. And today we have an awesome guest. We have Miss Alicia in the house. I'm so excited. And I'm I'm ready for you guys to listen to her story and everything that she's got going on, Miss Alicia Brown. Everybody knows her as the joy guru, bringing that joy to our homes, to our life. So I'm excited to talk with her and everything she has going on. Now, just to let you know, everybody, you know, you can join in on Facebook. I see you guys. You can join in on the phone calls. You can call in at 323-580-5749 and press that one. If you press that one, that will let us know you would like to speak to myself or the guest, 323-580-5749. And we're going to be talking again. She is not only an editor, she's a writing coach, she's also a publisher. So I'm excited. And I don't want to keep our guests holding on any longer. So I'm excited to welcome Miss Alicia Brown, the joy guru, to the Nikki Rich Show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Nikki. I'm just honored to be here on your show. So I'm excited to share with you and your listeners. Um, there's a special significance with this, with your being an own ambassador that I will share with you later. But I am just <laughs> so thankful. And it's so yes. thankful life has come full circle. And I'm here with you today. Yes. And I'm so excited with everybody, you know, who is just listening in, tuned in. Hey, Marissa. I see you guys, uh, Josephine, um, Bishop Colbert, a lot of you guys that tune in, Rachel Galloway, I see you, my family, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I do want to share with you guys, you can too call in at 323-580-5749 and press that one, and you can speak with Miss Alicia today. Now, Miss Alicia, you have done so many things. You've been working really hard. And I noticed, you know, just from your bio that, I mean, you wearing many hats. <laughs> you are wearing yes. so many hats. <laughs> now, tell us, what is your platform and your overall mission? Oh, awesome. You know, like a lot of us, we do so many different things. Um, but one thing mm-hmm. I'm very, very serious about is making sure that everything I touch goes according to the mission. 
So as mm-hmm. the joy guru, the reason that I live, I breathe, and I have my being is simply this. Mm-hmm. I want to ignite the fire within those who feel as if they're voiceless to take back control of their life. And my company's mission is to help each recipient realize the power of his or her voice and connect that to his or her brand, platform, passion, or mission. Because I believe that by the power of one, you can ignite the flame within and illustrate ways that each one can reach many and be an effective, positive change agent in the world. Yes. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So, you know, that is really amazing to me that you're helping, you're teaching, you're empowering as well, you know. And speaking of power, you have been owning your own power with your story, you know, you know, talking about child abuse, surviving child abuse, and you've been owning it, and you're able to express and tell other people about it, you know, and that's what I love. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what's going to. So you're able to tell everybody else. So what is, you know, tell us a little bit more about your story for those who are tuned in right now, you know, on the experience you had to deal with with child abuse. Yes, ma'am. I certainly will. And I want to backtrack just a little bit and segue into my story. Because a lot of the people, as you mentioned, now as a publisher now, um, a lot of people, they want to be an author. And they they come to Mm -hmm. me either by referral or they know I need an editor or I need some publishing advice or maybe for you to be the ghostwriter. But the thing I always want them to know is that you don't have to be rich, famous, or even educated to tell your story and then make an impact. And because of my story, which I'll share momentarily, one thing I saw and where I said, you know, God really used me um, to make a difference is that you cannot survive hell and then tomorrow go share your story with the world. And Mm -hmm. I've seen so many clients, you know, they have survived insurmountable, gut-wrenching experiences. And now they're thriving, which is awesome. But also what is very common with abuse survivors is a lot of us want to be helpers, but you have to make sure that you're healed first in your hole before you try to help others. Now, I know someone like you flies a lot and travels a lot. So you're, you're used yes. to get on that airplane, and they do that little speech every time, and you're rolling your eyes in the back of the head. But what's so significant about that is even if you're a parent, They will tell you, in case of emergency, put the mask on yourself first before you try Mm -hmm. to help your children or anyone else. And we have to be responsible with telling our stories, especially if they're a trauma, because if you're not careful, you're just going to bleed out on everybody, and everybody's life is put at at, um, risk. So you asked me about my story, and my story, I'll give you the short part of that, um, is for Mm -hmm. 17 years. I was an abused child, and I say 17 years because my abuser, who was my father, died when I was age wow. 17. The mm-hmm. first words I remember, and I, I don't have good memories, per se, of my father, but what I vividly remember was him saying that I was fat, I was lazy, I was stupid, and I never would amount to mm-hmm. anything. And I took that 
as my self-fulfilling prophecy for all those years. Children trust their, you know, guardians, their parents. They don't know anything else. They come with the same place. So I ignored my gifts. I didn't see them. I didn't recognize them. I was an auto mm-hmm. student. I still thought I was stupid. And what was even worse, and this is where it's important for the listeners when it comes to our children, especially in today's society and the rate of suicide, I was teased and bullied at school. I'm abused at home. I, I live in a very religious family, and I was forced to walk around with this fake image of perfection. We're the perfect family. We're happy. Um, mm-hmm. I had a extended family that, that lived minutes away from me, but, the, you know, they had their own issues. So I never felt like I belonged anywhere, could do anything. And, you know, I had this good versus evil because my mother was so sweet. So I felt like she was an angel. And I felt like my father and the abuse I suffered was so mean, so he was the devil. So you have that pendulum that constantly swing, uh, swung. And, you know, that voice of negativity often will scream louder than the voice of love. So for me as a child and feeling hopeless and unloved and helpless, the only solution I could think of was I had to commit suicide. But mm. even in that, I considered myself a wow. loser because I didn't have the courage to, to kill myself. No. So I would pray to God. This is showing you how crazy it was. I would pray to God for the strength and courage to end my life, and I would try to convince him that it would be a mercy killing. This is some of the things mm. that people on the edge and even our kids are dealing with today. Yes. Wow. And, you know, if I could have a moment longer, just a brief moment, I, I don't think mm-hmm. our society, unless you experience it firsthand, understand the statistics of suicide with our children. You know, each day mm-hmm. in our nation, over 5,400 <laughs> attempts of suicide are done by uh, young people in grades 7 to 12. Suicide is mm-hmm. the second leading cause of death for those between the ages of 10 to 24. We're talking about our babies and our college kids. And here's one last statistic for you. More teenagers and young adults die from suicide than from cancer, heart disease, AIDS, birth defects, stroke, pneumonia, influenza, and chronic lung disease combined. Our nation has a problem. Yes. And I, I I want everybody to know, you know, um, you can call in. I see some people asking us, too. You can call in at 323-580-5749, and you got to press that one, you know, um, to let us know. But I'm just glad you're here to tell us your story. Wow, it's just powerful. It's so amazing because sometimes we do get in those dark moments, you know, where you think yeah. of those things, you know. And sometimes you just have to back away, you know, I would say pray, and just, you know, that's yeah. when that meditation comes in. <laughs> you got to meditate, yeah. you know. But, you know, the problem with that, too, is, and that's mm-hmm. why, you know, in society, a lot of times we say things that we've been taught or we say yeah. things and we don't realize the power of words. You know, I hear people constantly yeah. when you say something about mm-hmm. suicide. Oh, my God, I couldn't imagine ever, you know, my life being so bad that I want to commit suicide. And I would love and grace turn to them and say, and I pray you never do because I do. 
and our babies mm-hmm. especially, they don't know. You know, it's our job to rear them and love them. And I'm not even talking about your natural children. Some people don't have natural children. I know I don't. But the child you see in the community, the child that you teach, the child in your church, it's our job as a community to raise our children and nurture our children. These babies are facing things we never had to. But also, mm-hmm. I have a love for kids, but our adults. Sometimes I'm talking to abuse survivors, and what I hear is that inner child that was hurt that is still crying, although it might be a 60-year-old or a 70-year-old or a 50-year-old, that inner child is still screaming, love me, look at me, pay attention to me. Who's coming to rescue me? So we have people that have dealt with these things at all levels. That inner Mm -hmm. child is still crying because they're broken and no one helped them. And they are meditating, but there's something locked up in where they still need help. Mm -hmm. And just like those children, a lot of times because of stigma and shame and, and, and guilt, they're not asking for help. And that's how you see people that are majorly successful and they are very wealthy and they have their businesses and, and look like the perfect life and they're jumping off bridges and they're committing suicide. That is true. Um, I know it was an artist um, that he was a fashion designer, I remember um, a while back um, here in L.A., he committed suicide as well, and it was just out the blue, you know. So yeah. it's just crazy, you know, sometimes. But, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's a lot of people that need somebody to talk to, you know, and yeah. that happens. Yeah. It does. Yes, yes. And, you know, the thing about it is that so often um, we get stuck. You know, I can say mm-hmm. from being the being abused that, you know, okay, my father, my abuser died at 17, but your life just doesn't pick up from there. You're still going from that, you know, fight or, or flight syndrome, and you're in battle mode. That's why PTSD is not just for people that have been in the military. It happens to mm-hmm. people that have had trauma that's not related to the military, but you're still in that survival mode, and some of us don't always learn how to click off from having to constantly be in battle mode to being able to relax and how to, to go from surviving to thriving. And you see them, they're trying, but some people just do not get the help they need to make that successful transition. So I am proud in any way, you know, with my company, how we help people. You know, I tell people, you come to me about a book, but it will never be just about a book. Well, we're going to go to the phone lines. I see we got 312 Okay. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Great, Nikki. And your guest, your your name, ma'am, is? Alicia. How are you? Hi, Alicia. I'm wonderful. You know, I was listening to um, you talk about that uh, fight or flight, and it comes from, like, that lower nature or protection. And I was yes. thinking to myself, myself being, you know, I, I was a, um, a victim of child sexual abuse. And, um, you know, overcoming that, it was one of the biggest battles or obstacles in my life. But speaking it out, I, I, the freedom came. And yes. I remember when my abuser died, um, I, it, was like, it was like the Holy Ghost or a spirit or something came to me and said, oh, my God, somebody did that to him, too. 
So yes. the, a lot yes. of this stuff, like the repetitive cycles and, and things like that can be broken. And when you said it, you know, it, it's our community, it's all of our responsibility to make the change. A lot of these kids yes. are out here wild and crazy and going in all these different directions. I kind of think it's the aftermath of Ronald mm-hmm. and Nancy Reagan and their Just Say No campaign. You know, they flooded every neighborhood full of crack and heroin and all these things and then said, just say no. So there was a community that was devastated, and these children were left to raise themselves. And the aftermath is those kids raised themselves. These kids are raising themselves. And it really is going to take a community um, and and love. I think, you know, when everything else fails me, love wins. Yes, it does. So I really wanted to thank you for, you know, saying what you've said because um, I know it to be a fact. Um, You know, when people are in that fight or flight mode or that lower nature defensive protection, that's protection. You know, keeping someone at arm's reach. My drug of choice was food. I thought if I only eat and get fat, nobody will bother me. So I had to so learn to, you know, have a healthy boundary with food. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. That's great, great comments there. And you hit some really key points. And one of the points I love that you pointed out, just love you pointed out, it was so important, is after the abuser died. And when you said someone did this to him too. And that was one of the yeah. things that I had to realize in that transition was, you know, it's so easy to be mad at people and play the blame game. But, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they gave us the best they had or the best they could. And a lot of times, you know, that adage, hurt people, hurt people. So somewhere along mm-hmm. the line, a lot of times that abuser didn't get what they needed either. That's not excusing them and saying what they did was okay. But that is freeing mm-hmm. the victim to no longer feel that, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm making them a monster. Because in this whole conundrum, from the people that looked away and knew, or from the people that mm-hmm. saw that maybe there was just something wrong, but they didn't want to push for everybody has their own skeletons, mm-hmm. everyone has their own issues. And when you can stop villainizing that person, not excusing but you can have your own healing and you can move forward and just truly own your own story and have a relief. So thank you for everything that you shared. You know, something that a very, very wise man told me, he has also passed away. He was Dr. Michael Harvey. Um, I love him dearly. I say he's my uh, angel in heaven because if I can Mm. still hear the things that he said to me. And one thing that he, that he always shared with me was he said that, you know, forgiveness, it's not easy. So he said, yes. use something called use something called cheap forgiveness. And I said, cheap forgiveness? He said, yeah, just cheaply forgive them one day at a time. And the more oh. that I cheaply forgave, it opened a little window and allowed the sunlight of the spirit to come in. And the healing work began inside of myself. Because I, I eventually oh, I did have forgiveness for them. I said, you know what, I do forgive this because I will not be held in chains and bondage to someone else's mistakes and faults. So sometimes we have to use little things like even cheap forgiveness, 
cheaply forgive them. You can take it back tomorrow if you want to. But it starts the healing process. (laughs) And, you know, for you and I, one of the things that I came to for just, you know, with my aha moment, why are you allowing somebody from the grave to control your life? They're dead and gone. And you're still suffering from the things you're replaying in your mind. Again, not, yeah. not villainizing them or myself, but saying, why, why am I still under the control of someone that is not here? And that's when we start to make that transition, and that's when you can ask for the help you need so you learn the tools and, and, and resources to release those things so you can be back in control of your life. I do want to say this. I, do not, I am not minimizing anybody's pain if they're suffering no. or going through whatever they're going through, I totally get it and understand it. So, but when I, I, I said the cheap forgiveness, it was only because it's what this particular therapist used the tool to help me. It worked yeah. for mm-hmm. me. You know, yeah. and we just don't know awesome. what's going to work. Exactly. Yes. Everything. <laughs> and I yes, always like to say so uh, love and stuff. Yes. 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 Yeah, I yes. like to spread love and stuff because if you know somebody asked me the other day, I hashtag hashtag love and stuff every every on everything I do just about, and they said, well, why do you do that? What's the inspiration behind that? The inspiration behind that is you can't say negative uh, things out into the universe, type them on Twitter, Facebook, or whatever, mm-hmm. and put love and stuff behind it. So it kind of helped me, you know, keep myself remembering the stuff is peace, forgiveness, understanding, Mm. love, tolerance, pity. The stuff I would cheerfully grant my sick grandmother. I would cheerfully grant her all that. I want to grant that to the other person, too. I want to, you know, give the person that's suffering all the love and stuff that they actually need. Support. Mm. Most definitely. Love I love it, Tim. And I love you, Nikki Rich. I love you, Queen. You are fantastic. <laughs> My fellow own ambassadors, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks awesome. for letting me talk. <laughs> and to anybody love out there that's listening in, I see a lot of callers. Shout out to 919-704-757 in the house, 312s. I see you guys. Two one three. Yeah. You can't call in. You gotta press that one. I see you on the line, but if you wanna talk, you gotta press that one. It's three two three five eight zero five seven four nine. Press that one. Now also, Miss Alicia, we talked about your story. Now tell us what makes your company, you know, with your story and what you're doing, what makes your company unique? you know, from anybody else <laughs> or anybody else that's, you know, out today. Okay, now, you got to have that unique and that niche. So, <laughs> you know, I'm a believer that that's important. <laughs> so I'm a believer that just it's not just the knowledge that we lack, but sometimes people mm-hmm. need someone to hold their hand and they guide them along the way. Um, so yeah. as the owner, the CEO of Alicia Brown LLC, Our publishing house, the division is called Fruition Publishing Concierge Services, which now offers, Uh you know, full book publishing services. 
We do everything from editing and ghostwriting to platform creation, branding, and marketing. And I believe in a hands-on, customized service uh, approach that looks at you as the individual and the gift that you have to offer to the world along with your aspirations versus you as just another number or, or, or a check. But in addition to that, um, also, our company has a speaker's academy. Um, we also have um, a mindset coach that, that works with us as far as how you can share your trauma without re-traumatizing yourself. And a majority of the clients that I have helped, they have experienced trauma that they want to share. You know, I have one author that even has a children's book series. And you would look at this series and you're in love with it, but the inspiration behind it is because she's a domestic violence survivor. So this was the vision she had for her and her children while she was going through the abuse of marriage and hoping they one day would escape. So even from that aspect, you're looking at the series like, well, that's a cute little happy-go-lucky teachable lesson, but you're dealing with the writer, the author, who is still having, you know, issues and we're holding your hand as far as confidence and how do we deal with this and that. So that's what makes our company unique. We even have um, one of the hats, you say I wear many hats. One of the hats I have is that I'm also a nonprofit executive. Um, so one of the things we do, we have a nonprofit creative lab as part of our tuition publishing house. Because a lot of people, your mission, the platform you want to create um, really is a global platform, and for some parts of it, it needs to be structured as a nonprofit. So just truly in the whole process, helping people with that loving approach, that informative approach, and really helping them position themselves properly so that you can speak to the masses, so that you can have that impact. And, you know, Nikki, I did promise earlier that I would say why this was coming full circle and there was such significance with your um, relationship with, you know, um, own network and, and all of that. Um, briefly, yes. I'll share this with you. <laughs> I have to come to that. I don't want to leave people. What it was is one thing about it. I talked about how my mom was just an angel, and she was a um, childhood educator before, you know, I was born, and she um, devoted her life to be a stay-at-home mother. But the one thing she did, she always made sure that I was a reader. I taught myself how to read at four. The library was yes. literally down the street. So this little kid would sit here with these piles of books higher than her. And it was so funny to me because I can just see in my mind. But I remember I read everything from Jackie Collins to Stephen King to the Babysitter's Club. And I just read, 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 read. And I remember reading stories about other survivors. Now, wow. you had Maya Angelou that was on that list. I love Maya Angelou. But yes. you also had Oprah Winfrey's story. And what would happen is every time I wanted to kill myself, I reached back to those stories that I had read, stories of survivors oh that were God. worse than mine. And I reasoned. Now, if they became successful, they made something good out of their life, I might be able to. So tonight, I'm not going to kill myself. I don't know about tomorrow, but I won't do it tonight. And what happened was all the years I dreamed of writing a book and actually putting, you know, feet to that vision. 
I, I dragged my feet a little bit. So this is why I had that touch with my client. And it came to me that, you know what? You were that little girl on the edge that was looking for any reason that moment not to kill yourself. And all of mm-hmm. these words from survivors in books kept you here. So are you telling me that the people that your story is assigned to go to, that their lives are not as important as yours? Yes. That got me off the bench to doing what I was called to do and publishing that first book. And, and that first book led me to radio. It led me to digital magazine. It led me to media hosting. And it just built the whole platform that I didn't even know I wanted. So with my clients, when they start doing that little apprehension and making excuses, I will not let them. I'll hold their hand in love. No. I have to remind mm-hmm. them, those people that are waiting for you and the powerful message that's going to transform them life, their life, don't tell me that whatever little fear you have that we can work through, their life is not important for you to get off the bench, get over yourself, and do what it's meant for you to do. So I'm like yes. triply, quadruply honored to be here today. This is like full circle to be on the show. It is, and I'm telling you, when I when I was pumping out, everybody was doing so much love, and even right now, you know, you have so I much love support. It. I can't even show you the phone lines, but so many people are tuned in, and I know they're going to tell you. So if you're tuned in right now, please let her know you're listening in. But it's just so amazing to have so much support, and I see it. I love you know, it. I mean, just even when we was putting it out, people were showing love, and, and I love it, you know, because it's not easy to do what you love. You know, we get so many, so much flack as an entrepreneur, as well as an author, you know, because being self-made <laughs> is not easy. At all. Because you better preach. When you're doing this, when you become an author, it's not the books is not going to sell on their own. They're Ooh. not going to publish on their own. You really you have better to say put that in ground work, and to be able to release and tell your story, you're telling the story My God. about you. You releasing Amen. You know, something that is not easy to share with the world. I mean, it's not that in itself. It's truly amazing, and it can be overwhelming at times. So Ooh, you have to put yourself yes, in a different place, in a different, you know, and know that, you know, this is me. This is my life. This is what I want to yes. do. This is what I want to put out, you know, and we got to live it, live our life, you know, to the fullest. Yes. And it's good because you're going to help somebody else along the way as you're sharing yes. your success and your your success, your hardships, your failures, as you're sharing whatever, yes. you know, you're helping people along the way. You're showing them you're not alone. I have went through this, too. Right. But sometimes I want to hear, like, oh, man, I thought I was the only one. But you're not the only one. And that's how you're, Wait, helping. That funny? you're helping people through your success and everything that you're doing, you know. And like I said, being a self-made entrepreneur, it's not easy, and you, but you're helping people along the way, which is amazing. <laughs> um, just like Nikki Rich, 
<laughs> you know, it's funny. I always think if people really understood, you know, they see the people you stand with, they see the people you interview, they think you're living the life. Exactly. So it's like if you just really understood what it takes for her to do that, I mean, if you exactly. understood, forget the, the money and time, but if you understood just the energy, not to mention you're a normal person that has a normal life, and, you know, sometimes the, the regular life gets pushed to the side, and when you go to that level, you know, people keep saying, I want to be like you, I want to do this like you, and I smile because I know what they mean, but it's like, you know, if you could just have a moment, if you could just have a day, and if you really knew the sacrifice, you will have a whole uh-huh. other perspective. And we, we love what we do now. We, we, we love what we do, yeah. but it's like how many more conversations will you have one-on-one of people that are just in tears, people that are saying, I love my business, but I feel like I'm suffocating and I'm not seeing the money and I'm not seeing the results that I hope I hear and hear. And, you know, one of the things and part of what I do, I work with people globally. So I, I, I have sat down with millionaires and I'm seeing them depressed worn out, having heart attacks and strokes, and they're just ready to give up everything. So it's like it's one thing to wish to get at that another level and scale, but each growth and each step of the way, it's like balance is so important and really having the support and really having, you know, that self-check, that wellness check in a lot of different areas because it can become all consuming and now understand a little bit more about what celebrities feel like because it's it's just it's a whole nother thing that you you do it for your gifts and what you're called to do you do and it can be overwhelming because you have people you know so many people i want i need i want i want i want all day long you know but you like it's not easy you can't do this i can't do this you know and who's there mind. for you? I can't tell you who this person. You know, because people are crazy. Right. You can't just do out contact. You can't just do certain things. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they trust you with information. I'm sure Oprah yeah. doesn't want like a million people calling her tomorrow because you gave out her number on air. <laughs> Good Lord. Be like, Connect me to this person. Connect me to that person. You know. Exactly. Oh, Lord. 
Absolutely. Um, well, one thing I'll invite everybody right now, um, if you will text to the number 444-999-THE-JOY-GURU, one word, text the joy guru to 444-999. Because if they do that, I will have their um, information, but there's a free gift that they'll receive the minute they give me that information because I like to do freebies. Um, and as far as oh, how yeah. you can connect with, you know, freebies are important. So I always like to give a little jewel um, as well. But as far as how they can connect to me, um, also go to thejoyguru.net. Um, that pretty much has majority of my social media accounts on everything, Twitter, Instagram. I am the Joy Guru. Um, at the Joy Guru, except for Facebook, where I am Alicia Brown, the Joy Guru. And, of course, Alicia Yay. is A-L. Yes, honey, you got to make a distinction. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, Alicia, now that's a little bit different. The first name is. And it's amazing because we got another Alicia Brown listening in right now. <laughs> See, hold on a minute. They better not have Alicia spelled that way. <laughs> no, it's A-L-I-C-I-A. <laughs> oh, okay. They can keep listening. Don't, don't, don't cut the line. Don't cut the line. <laughs> but I love, I love connecting to people. Um, TheJoyGuru.net. You'll see blogs. Um, there's some of my old sound bites. Um, I mentioned before I've been in media. There's also a big announcement because I did promise on social media that I would get Yay. a big <laughs> <laughs> and of course, what better place to do that than the Nikki Rich Show? So, Yay! you hit something. Of course, you know, we, we got to go big here. This is serious. So, you said yes. something earlier. You said something earlier. I said, boy, she's all in my wheelhouse. Um, I just felt after, you know, making that transition to full time entrepreneurship and doing that for a few years now, um, the different people I meet globally now. I felt like, you know what, there's more. And not that I don't have enough hats, but there was this call. I said, you know, I loved being on radio before. I was a um, co-host. And then, you know, I, I did stuff on the back end from being the show engineer, the show creator, the assistant station manager. I, I did it all. And I loved that part, but I got away from radio. And people that I was meeting, it's like, you know, it's like they don't, they don't know anything about that part of my life. But you know, late last year, people just kept saying, so when are you coming back to radio? I'm looking at them like, I got enough job. When are you coming back to radio? You know what? When are you coming back to, I'm like, you know what, y'all are getting on my nerves. And then it's like, I start asking myself, well, you know, that's not a bad idea. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, a couple of radio shows, maybe we're going to do the radio show today. And it's like, that is not what they asked you for. And I thought about it. The more and more I kept talking to entrepreneurs and just seeing the weight, just seeing, you know, these people that had these fabulous business ideas, they were showing up every day and they were working their business. But it was like mm -hmm. the harder they worked, the worse it got. And the more they did this, and what I found was the lack of support they had. And I remember being right there. And I knew yep. the support yep. I had. You know, and I know you can relate. So I said, you know, I do need to come back to radio. But this time, I want to gear it just to entrepreneurs. I want to deal with, not that other people can't listen in, but I want to hone in on those entrepreneurs 
whether you're just beginning or you're, you're far along, who are crushed by the weight of their business, who are dealing with some things in certain areas where they just need support. So officially, March 7th, I'll be coming back to the Air Rays, and we're going to debut that show, and the name of it is the Entrepreneur's Lounge. And what our goal will be. See, I thought you were, honey. So if they go to joyguru.net, there is going to, they will see the graphic. They can click on it. You can sign up so we can send you all the updates, information. I believe when you sign up, it'll take you straight to the Facebook page. But the whole point I want is the people with the real story. And I want the expert solution on that story. And, you know, one of the things I love, and you'll appreciate this because she was on your show, I want to say, a week or two ago. Um, she's my life coach. And I can tell you the difference that she's made for me professionally. Um, but I'll announce it. Letitia Bates, who is the certified coach, mindset coach, she does amazing things for At The Will Coaching, will actually be the mindset coach for the show. So you will have other professionals, but she will always be that one professional who will be there to listen to our community. She will be listening to the things that they put in Facebook, and she will be having those resources and tools to actually help you with your, your mindset and some of the emotional parts of what they're sharing. Because I'll be honest with you, um, I remember as a newer entrepreneur just making that leap to leave my job and pursue my passion 100% self-employment. I remember a few months from doing that, being struck with serious illness and having everything I was, had the ability to do at risk. I remember as simple as not even being able to use my hands, you know, as an editor, as a writer, that, that's my job. Not being able to walk for a certain distance. And just thinking, oh, my God, what? Did I leave for this? But at the same time, you know, I'm looking at when I was working and making that decision, you know, it, it became apparent to me at the rate that you're going and, and all of this you're trying to do, you've got to give up something. Because if you keep mm-hmm. going like this, your body is already giving you signs. You're sick and you're exhausted and you're, you're not getting sleep and you're, you know, in chronic pain. It was like you're going to have a heart attack or stroke and you might not be able to do anything. So, you know, all of that emotional stuff I was going with and you made the right decision and you're on top of the world and now all this stuff is happening with your health and now 